Hello and welcome to Differential Discussions. I'm Melissa. And I'm Dave. And today we have another guest for our guest series. We have Isla Janran with us. Welcome, yes. Isla. Thank you. Hi. It is a warm welcome indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Isla on today because she's currently an MLS student and you know, again, full disclosure, she is our student. So she's going to uh, talk with us about what it's like living through college and her really good study habits and how to recover when you have a bad semester or a bad week or a bad month or whatever, how to recover from that academically. So Isla, thank you for, for joining us. And why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about you? Thanks, Professor Norfolk. Well, when I was going to join UMass Dartmouth, I had no freaking clue what I was going to sign up for. I just knew I wanted to do something in the healthcare field. And when I saw the medical and medical laboratory science, I thought, this is freaking perfect. So I jumped on board and this was during COVID. So everything was online, which was awesome because it was a lot, a lot easier to do school online. But anyways, for me personally, at that time, I had zero social skills at all. I was a crab living underneath a rock. And so that's why Zoom online worked so well. And then when things got in person, I started becoming more of a social butterfly and I started working uh, and I started working in an ambulance. So I got to get that you know, experience. Um, it's a big culture shock because I was living with only, I only had three people in my bubble for 20 years and they're all Turkish folk. My parents came from Turkey. And so I had, it was an adjustment and all in all, I'm happier now. I like blending UMass Dartmouth with work, with my family's culture a lot. And yeah, that's it about me. Excellent. Thank you. And let's start. Like, were you a good student in high school? Yes and no. I was a good student for a few years. Uh, and then I started to slack on my schoolwork. And I used to think that dang, chemistry in high school is so difficult. I can never do a hard science when I get to college. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I was straight A's freshman and sophomore year in high school. I became a C student junior year, and then I became an A student again senior year in high school. Can I jump in here? Because that's actually fascinating to learn about you, Isla. So uh, I, I would have considered you to be one of those high school students that kind of cruised all the way through. Um, and, yeah. and I myself kind of struggled in high school. I think I had a lot of distractions and um, maybe like emotional things, emotional maturity stuff and uh, growing up. Maybe I'll summarize it by saying growing up. And so I didn't do particularly well in high school. Um, I just, I kind of lacked focus. I and, think that's normal. Well, yeah, I, I suppose. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> say that that's the, the path, um, uh, you know, I want students to walk if they, uh, if they can avoid it. But um, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's interesting to hear. That's interesting yeah. to hear. I would not have guessed that. I mean, in high school, everyone's hormones are going whoosh, wah, and then you have friends with different influences and you're trying to find yourself. Confusing. So time. I don't think it's uncommon that grades can slip. It is 
That's not We're... to say that. I just mean to say that about you. So my perspective on you is just such a um, competent. No, you're just <laughs> you're a very competent student, right? So, um, in, in you seemed uh, very mature in terms of uh, prioritizing, you know, tasks and things that need to get done. So. Yeah, well, teachers were wonderful. Like, even if I got C's on tests, I still would end up an A in the class because high school professors, high school teachers were very understanding with that stuff and they always extended due dates for me. So it was, it was easy to pull through. Professors in college are accommodating like that too, but in high school, looking back on it, there was so much wiggle room to screw up. Yeah. Not as much in college. <laughs> grades are fragile in college <laughs> excellent all right and then so you came to, to UMass Dartmouth and did you bring your good study habits with you or did you develop new ones when you got here uh both I I was definitely more disciplined when I came to college I still had the same study habits like flashcards it just evolved into electronic flashcards because then like you can be in Starbucks and studying on your phone or going for a walk and studying on your phone. So I still had that tactic. Um, and, you know, doing schoolwork early in the morning before class instead of after class, little things tweaked here and there. Mm -hmm. But uh, definitely just keeping up with the coursework every single day in high school, you could cram for an exam the night before and get an A++ with the cherry on top, but you can't do that in college. And I learned that the hard way from chemistry. <laughs> It sucked. <laughs> yeah, so you uh, remarked that chemistry in high school, tricky, right? But chemistry <laughs> in college, kind of <laughs> different, right? <laughs> how, was that, I, how was that jump? It wasn't a jump. It was a tumble and a fall <laughs> and a bury underground. <laughs> because in high school, I used to complain about freaking making molecular names. Like, uh, like, uh. It's just, it was so simple. I can't even think of one. Propane. And I was like, propane has three carbons. And then I would get a B on that exam and be like, I hate chemistry and I'm never going to do anything with chemistry. And it, this is so difficult. And it would be like a cation is positive. And I think this is the most complicated thing I can ever you know, set my mind to. I don't know how people become chemists or set a foot in a lab. And then we go to college and then Dr. Deli is like, well, the square root of cyclohexane is well, propane on steroids. And everything is amplified and 50 times faster. And I like it more for some reason. There was like, I don't know, it was, all, it was a quite a shift. I actually, I love MLS. I was never going to leave MLS, but I generally considered switching to chemistry for a major. From being in chemistry in college, I never thought that was going to happen in high school. Ever. Math too. For sure. But if I, had I had this coursework now and then go back to high school, I would be so wise. I would get straight A's without even blinking. So. <laughs> That is wisdom, right? I, I mean, you know, the difference between knowledge and wisdom is kind of what you do with it. Um, exactly. So good for you. Thank you. All right. And so what are your study habits? Flashcards, hmm. studying in the morning. I, and I think studying in the morning is, works well for you because you're a morning person. 
hundred percent. So knowing when you study best kind of thing, and then using that to your advantage, what else do you do to, to study or to do your course, your coursework? Anything that makes studying not feel like studying like those electronic flashcards. So you can, if I have a 50 cards for a day, I can pop out 10 while I'm in a line at Starbucks and then totally forget that I did those cards for the day. That's the number one thing that helped me for the first three semesters of college, 100%. Other than that, when I was a, when I was a freshman, I used to draw out pretty diagrams with colorful pencils and pens and crayons and it was a rainbow every single day. And it was so much fun and girly and I loved it. And then sophomore year happened and I have no time for that. And I start working and then I have no time for that. So yeah, reviewing with flashcards every single hour and day, that was number one for sure. And then, yeah, don't study late at night. That's when my brain doesn't work at all, personally. Other people who are superheroes do that. My dog is growling in the background. Cause he agrees right. ours, ours sing too, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other study habits. I tried to cram down the amount of time it takes me for to do stuff. Because I used to write a lab report and take like four days to write it and then get a B on it. And then my friend would cram it in 20 minutes before class and still get a B on it. So I learned that quality over quantity trumps everything. <laughs> so I started doing it after lab, just banging out my lab report as soon as possible and getting it over with instead of waiting and prolonging the process more than I have to. Time management. We love that. We need that. I, I, I didn't pay her either. Yeah, I was about to say you made her. <laughs> you made this whole discussion, Isla. <laughs> I have a script right here. I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right, so lots of Anki flashcards. Making your Anki flashcards, studying from that, and doing your lab reports. Do you have a lot of like extra assignments in your classes that you're taking? The only extra assignments were were lab reports and study questions for lab. Uh, other than that, lectures are just study for the exam. I can't think of a lecture where I had other other than Hasaba, we had math work we had to do, but those don't count. That's like sig figs. Another thing I freaked out about in high school that is so freaking easy now. <laughs> what are sig figs just for people who may not know? Significant figures are when you have a long, super duper long number and only a certain amount of digits are important in the eyes of scientists all over. And then there are rules that you got to follow. Like if the zero is sandwiched, the zero counts. But if the zero comes before the decimal point, it doesn't count. Something like that. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So you haven't <laughs> had a lot of extra, extra assignments yet. No. You will have yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask how you handle that, but we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, junior it's year you'll get a, a bit of the the extras. I'm so excited. I I will say I did remember I will every semester, the beginning of every semester sucks because I flounder like a fish. But then there's a pattern for assignments in every class. And then you get in the groove of when you do those assignments 
and it goes a lot smoother after week three. Just get getting in a groove. Yeah. And it just happens naturally. You don't have to plan for it. That's that I like. It's empowering. I think part of that is learning your professor's ways, the way that they teach the course, the stuff that they have. If you haven't had that professor before, especially. Yep. And how they grade, how hard of a grader they are. Lecture content on exams. Hmm. Like Moralia will tell you exactly what you need to know. And then other professors will give you a laundry list of information and then you got to sift through it yourself and figure out what's important. So yeah, and you'll everyone will have both kinds of professors like that in college. <laughs> no <laughs> get out of it. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So then sophomore year, you hit a rough patch. Had some Heck personal yeah. stuff happen. You worked a little bit too much, just trying to find balance of working and, and schooling and mm -hmm. you fell a little bit behind in your schoolwork so yes you don't have to tell us about that but tell us how you recovered from that I made friends who were more successful than I am academically and then that way it rubbed off on me that was probably the way I pulled through otherwise I would have gotten C's on my report card luckily I didn't because of that but uh, I definitely would have. And yeah, I figured out what the problem was. Working night shifts was a problem because <laughs> your brain needs sleep to function, believe it or not. And so staying up all night or sleeping two hours a night is not good for academic performance. Yeah, and everybody has family issues. So the moment I guess you find the issue, you gotta solve it somehow. But I mean, easier said than done. I, I think the sleep issues spill over too. So um, I'm more emotionally fragile. I'm, uh, I don't feel as well, mind, body. And all these things kind of work together against you. Um, third shift is rough, especially when you're mixing first shift sort of uh, responsibilities mm -hmm. in, in life. Yeah. So just a side note for, for students who may not know what third shift is, that means you work overnights. And then first shift means you work like the morning and early afternoon shift. Second shift would be afternoon into evening. Okay, I'm using these med tech terms, these hospital <laughs> yeah. shift worker terms, um, but they're applying to Isla. So Isla got to learn this lesson quite early, right? Uh, whereas, you know, Professor Norfolk and I, we, we learned it kind of on the job and, and yep. as we went, but um, Thank you for sharing that, Isla. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think a lot of students might try to like cram and stay up really, really late. And that's not conducive to good cognitive performance the next day. God, no. You got to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe, you know, someone listening to this may be a night person. Like they're more of a night owl, but then they need to make sure that they're sleeping either in the evening or the morning, but they're getting, they're still eight-ish hours of sleep. I know, you know, in college, you don't usually get eight hours of sleep, but trying to get your sleep wherever you can get it and whatever's sufficient for your body. So yeah. making sure you're still resting, even if you are a night owl. Yeah. Yeah. And coffee can only go so far. 
there's a point where coffee gives up on you and you're on your own. So get the sleep in. <laughs> get the sleep. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, because I remember freshman year, I used to sleep so well. Eight to nine hours every night. I had a whole bedtime routine and then a whole morning routine. And I was so positive waking up, going to class, all cheerful. And then this semester happened. And I will sleep four hours and then pull myself out of bed, drag myself to 8 a.m., all grumpy and angry. And then if somebody looked at me the wrong way, I would tear my paper in front of them and throw my pencils on the ground. I was kidding, Professor Kerbal. <laughs> I don't actually do that. <laughs> I'm just trying to make an analogy. Uh, your mood definitely ties into how you feel. If you feel like crap, you're going to, you know, talk like crap and, you know, respond like crap. And it just snowballs, right? It just, mm -hmm. yeah. And then no motivation to do schoolwork when what all I'm thinking about is eating or sleeping. Basic human needs first. It depends. Absolutely. You got to schedule that time in for eating, sleeping, showering, everything. Actually, you'll get a kick out of this, Professor Norfolk. When I floundered this semester, it was because it, well, I don't know if it was because, but at the same time I started floundering was the same time when I stopped using a schedule. It may go hand in hand, may. So. Absolutely. All right, so you worked less, you, you cut down your hours that you, what you were working and stopped working overnights? I will work overnights on weekends. Not before morning classes, never. I learned that lesson. Good. Afternoon classes, I might have worked an overnight and still be fine, but no morning. Mm -mm. Okay, good. So you cut down your hours and you made friends who were studying and doing the right things. And so did you, did you use study groups before or did you start using them this semester? I used them as a crutch this semester. Before, I always studied on my own and I performed much better. Studying in a group, I did not perform as well, but it was a that was what I needed to pull out of whatever muck I was in beforehand. But next semester, I'm not going to do that group work again. I'm going to be on my own. And then like you can hang out with friends afterwards. You know, if if I had 5 hours to study, and study, instead of studying in a group for five hours, I could have just studied on my own for two hours and then hang out with friends for three hours and get the same amount of crap done. So that's what I'm doing next semester. Can you, can you elaborate on your experience with group studying? Because I, I, it tracks with what I understand, but maybe for some people, they might think like, oh, studying in a group is good. But what are the pitfalls to studying in a group? This is what happens every single time. Type, 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 study, 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 study. Three minutes go by. Hey, what do you want for lunch? And then somebody has, oh, like, let's go to McDonald's. And we're like, okay, let's study first. Type, 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 type. Oh, two minutes went by. Time to go to McDonald's. 45 minute trip to McDonald's. Come back. Ah, oh, we got to study again. Study, 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 study. Oh, look. Wow, we studied for 15 minutes straight. Do you want to watch the Celtics? Sure. <laughs> and we watch tv for an hour and then we go back to study oh dude we studied for seven whole minutes what do you want for dinner <laughs> that's what happens every single time 
Thank you for elaborating on that because <laughs> that, that happened to me. So like I'm a little older, but I remember that myself. I would go to a study group and then I'd be like, what, what do we do? We're not getting anything done. And, and it's a socializing group, not a study group. Um, I imagine some people might find the right match, but thank you for sharing. Right. That. That's the hard part is finding the right group. I will say the only semester that I found that I had a good study group was second semester junior year. And it was me and two girls and we were amazing together as a study group, but anybody else joined us and it was a chat session. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just depended on who you are studying with and how you all studied. And, you know, the, the nice thing about good study groups is, you know, I was really, really good with chemistry, not not gen chem, clin chem. So I could really effectively study clin chem and like help my, my friends. And then, you know, one girl was really, really good with micro. And so she could study that. And then we could all learn from her what we were struggling with. And it was a really good cohesive group where we all learned from each other and we all studied really effectively. But how often do you find study groups like that? So rare. And sometimes the group is the group's not the problem, but like you have two good friends in that group and you chat with them. And there was one dude we studied with who would understand the material so well, and then he would teach it to us. And then we all did better because of that one person carrying the entire group. So it really is the people you work with. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you don't want to have one person that's always teaching. Yeah. Right? You want to have working together. And, and so it really does depend on your group and your people and how you work together and how you function together. Like, like Isla, like you said, if it's your, excuse me, your friend and you just chat usually with them, well, more likely to chat with them than actually yeah, we can with them. out time, not a study time though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that's an important point. And people, a lot of students will think study groups, yes, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> first-hand experience. There are better ways of going about it. Yeah. The bigger the group, the more likely it will fail too. That's the other thing. Bigger's yeah. not always better. Mm -mm. Yep. Awesome. Well, Isla, for like a closing statement for this, do you have any advice, anything that you would say to students going into college, maybe coming into MLS as a major? Heck yeah. Find a professor that's really nice and that you look up to, and then just stick with that professor. Because, I don't know, they're so much wiser. They went, Professor Norfolk, you were this person for me. I feel like, I felt like I could text you about anything, school-related, home-related, friendship-related, anything. And so whenever I was in a bad patch, I had that peace of mind. Well, at least I can text Professor Norfolk about it. That was comforting. That's what I would recommend every single MLS student, college student in general. For my brother, it was his advisor, Tracy. Texted her about everything. School related, anything, anything. So it was good to have that mentor. 100%. And I think that's one of the things that I always recommend to students when you graduate and you go into the lab for your first job is find a mentor. But you're right. I, you know, I didn't have a mentor in college, like a professor that I latched onto and went to them for everything. But that would have been so valuable in college. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in work, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Isla, thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to us about your time in college, your study habits. We really appreciate you. And I hope some of the students out there get some good information from watching this video. So I think that's all we have for today. So thanks for watching. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Professor Kerbal and Professor Narfo. <laughs> if you enjoyed listening to the podcast, please subscribe to receive notifications for future episodes. And if you have any ideas or suggestions for content or questions, please email us or reach out to us on social media.